Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, survivors. This is Chris. Heads up. What follows is episode 19 of the Geek Zip podcast that contains an interview of me, <laughs> me being interviewed, um, about After the Apocalypse, that starts about 32 minutes in. So if that's not something you're interested in, get off the bus now. Remember, we'll be back with season three. The narrative will be back sometime late August, September. Now, this Geek Zip podcast, it's a show where two guys from West Virginia talk about comic books and wrestling, and then they throw, throw an interview of me in the back. Um, and I had a blast talking to them. Fair warning, though, there is some, there's some cussing and some off-color humor in there, but it's all good fun. I started podcasting back in 2007, back when you had to explain to people what podcasting was. And I, there are and have been many shows like this where a couple of friends get together. They talk about some shared passion. Uh, there's a couple of movie review podcasts that I listen to that are just like this. And I think that might be one of the good, positive, defining characteristics of independent podcasting is that you can find a couple hundred people who share your hobby and set up a podcast to talk to them. Anyhow, I'm still doing these interviews. I got two other ones out there uh, to see if we can expand the podcast's reach. Uh, don't forget to write a review in whatever podcast app it is that you are using to listen to this. And tell a few friends and keep surviving. Get ready for the Geek Zip Podcast Season 5 Finale, July 26th. The Geek Zip Podcast welcomes documentary filmmaker David A. Weiner, director of the Kickstarter-funded documentary, In Search of Tomorrow, the definitive 80s sci-fi documentary. You won't want to miss this deep dive omnibus into the decade that redefined a genre. July 26, 2022, it's the Geek Zip Podcast Season Finale. Listen wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Search Geek Zip Podcast. Who? From the Zip Cave in Huntington, West Virginia. Come on, express elevator to hell. Going down. Comic books, superheroes, sci-fi, music, wrestling. It seems to run on some form of electricity. Welcome to the Geek Zip Podcast. We are tonight's entertainment. It's the Geek Zip Podcast. Ryan Zip, Christian in the Zip Cave. How are you guys doing this week, Christian? How are you? We're doing great. Everybody doing good, I hope. Everybody's doing good, we hope. We have a great show for you today. Really great interview coming up with Chris Mad Dog Russell. He is a writer and uh, created this really awesome uh, podcast called... Um, After the Apocalypse. After the Apocalypse. Sorry, I had to swallow. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> And uh, we will talk with Chris and uh, talk to him about because it's July Fourth, you know Independence Day. I think of the movie, yeah. right? That's what I always think of is the movie. What do you think of on for July 4th? fireworks? Did you go? Did you see any fireworks this weekend? I heard some. <laughs> you live out there in the boonies, so you do hear a lot. I'm sure. 
Uh, it, we, of course, we, uh, we're going to get into your news as well, but uh, looking forward to that interview with Chris coming up. Okay. Uh, always got to start with this fucking guy. Ezra uh, Miller back in the news as it continues to get out of control. Um, more alleged victims are coming out of the woodwork now man, and bet, claiming got, that the actor is just batshit crazy. He must have an interesting Wikipedia. Um, I mean, I've, I don't know if I'd add this shit to the Wikipedia, but... Well, I mean, he, people do. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, per Variety magazine, Carlos Rainier, who was a bartender at a pub called Precio Coffee Hus. Is it my saying that? Oh, right? I don't know. It's like Hawaiian German. I'm not even going to try. Said he had to intervene in two altercations involving Miller. One started with uh banter that soon turned into the actor putting a male into a chokehold and later slapping him while the other resulted in Miller assaulting a young woman at a bar. Dude, this guy, this kid, man, I tell you what. He's going to get his ass whooped. I mean, <laughs> eventually somebody's going to blow his head off, <laughs> especially with the new regulations we got going on in this country. Um, God, Jesus. Yeah, he just needs help in, in the worst way. Yeah, said he replied, you really want to fight? He's like, those fighting words. So here we go. The woman in question uh, that he uh, allegedly got into the altercation had this quote. I think it's just fun and games, but then it wasn't. All of a sudden, they're on top of me, choking me, still screaming in my face if I want to fight. My friend who's filming sees they're obviously not joking and it's actually serious, so he stops filming and pushes them off of me as they're still trying to fight me. Two guys, friends of mine, are actually holding Miller back as they're screaming, this is what you wanted, this is what you wanted. <laughs> oh, there refers to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember he's... Well, I got confused because I was like, why would the two guy friends be saying it to Ezra going, this is what you wanted, Ezra? You know, you don't you don't want to report on this kind of shit from, from these young actors but because is it his, is sad. This is his M.O., dude. He's I done mean, this before. Choke that one You're not girl. wrong. Yeah, I mean... It, 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 and it, it just comes out of nowhere. It, it clearly shows that there is some deep-seated mental problems, um, you know, and, and and that's okay. I mean, everybody's got them, but you have to get, also get help for them. You can't just go batshit crazy yeah, on people in a fucking bar. can't use bar. it as a, a court excuse. Right, right, exactly. Just go to the nut house. He's Man. found innocent due to insanity. Honestly, I mean, I, I, hope he, I hope he gets help. I really do. Sure. He's been in some good movies. Interesting headline that me and Christian were talking about before we uh, got rolling here. Um, it seems that uh, Game of Thrones star Lena Haiti is being sued for $1.5 million. And we were kind of questioning. Well, what... I kept seeing this headline everywhere. Yeah. Well, I saw it a couple times, too, and I, I didn't know much about it either. So apparently, from what we've gathered, and correct me if I'm wrong, Christian. I don't know. Christian. Um, but... She had a um, talent a agency. Talent agency, I guess it is. It doesn't really say what kind of agency it is. It just says agency. Uh, there were unpaid commission fees for several projects, including a part for Marvel's Thor: Love and Thunder. That ended up getting cut from the movie. So the headline her, is she's getting sued over a movie role that she's not even on the movie in. Right. But I mean, that's just you know. So, but does that Click does that neglate? Does that negate the the money that she's no, owed no, these yeah. people? I so, know, yeah. I mean, they're just phrasing it weird, you know. And you know, I mean, this sounds like something that probably could have been settled uh, peacefully, but <laughs> sounds like somebody's trying to prove a point, which could be her. Um, that sounds like somebody just owes some money. 
Well, I don't know why they would sue her. I mean, because uh, she's not paying. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying, dude. What the hell's wrong with you today? Shit. <laughs> Just on my case. Well, then what do you think they should do? Say, oh, what's well, okay? We don't need the money. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that. You know, Since you're not in the movie, we oh, don't need God. the money anyway. Uh, yeah, you didn't get in the movie, so we're just gonna let you slide. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll just write off that hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, Stranger Things, bro. Stranger Things. She doesn't have that much pull. I don't. I think. finally, Christian, yeah, finally yeah. got to watch the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The Stranger, Doctor Strange, Perfect Strangers. Well, no, I was thinking of Stranger Man. Things and Doctor Strange put together. Doctor Stranger Things. He's the one they called Doctor Stranger Things. Um. How'd you think it? I loved it. I really did. It was yeah, great. Yeah. Um, but but what I was and, and I even posted about this uh, on my personal account. What mm-hmm. I what I thought was the best part about it. I was blown away by Elizabeth Olsen and her performance as Scarlet Witch. I mean, I think it's important to have watched the WandaVision before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like uh, um, Kush had not. So that I had to fill in a bunch of blanks for her as to why the motivation. Happened. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but. If you've watched WandaVision and you go into this, you totally, I mean, you can see, like, I think when you can see emotion in an actor, that means they're doing a fucking amazing job. Mm -hmm. When you can actually see and it looks like it's them and not like a role, that's when they're doing a good job. Now, I don't think, that's why I fucking hate Tom Cruise, because, you know, he just doesn't do that anymore. He used to, and he has here and there. You're not wrong. That's what I, I mean. I mean, you're not wrong. You know, and that, that I think that happens acting. to a lot of these actors who take But a lot themselves. of people like to see Tom Cruise right. acting like Tom Cruise. You know, and the, the, I guess the guy does have to earn his billions. So <laughs> That Top Gun you know, movie give is what they want. It's making, making bank, I think. My, my mom. Did you see that one? No. no. My mom sat me down on the couch and said, Ryan, have you, you haven't watched the new Top Gun. Oh, like, yeah? Mom, I yeah. can't do it. What'd I cannot say? do it. She's like. You've got to watch it. It's so good. I, like, I can't do it, Mom. <laughs> I can't do it. Why can't you do it? What are you? I hate about? that motherfucker oh, so bad. Tom even Cruise. looking at him, oh. I mean. But you like the old Top Gun, right? Oh God, I, I love the old Top Gun. I love the old Days of Thunder. Mm-hmm. I love the old Tom Cruise. <laughs> sure, okay. I don't like the new one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, Tom. I, honestly, you, well, it, it, it's like, when he was it. yelling at his fucking people backstage that I I can't hand, I can't stand Karens. Sure, male or female, I can't stand them. That immediately will make me hate you. The quickest way to get my hate is to act like a fucking jerk in public because you think you're entitled to, mm-hmm. and that's what he did, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, but I I will watch it eventually. I'm not saying I'm never going to watch it because that's a lie. Um, I just may I just may wait till it's streaming. <laughs> sure, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so I don't have to pay for it. Uh, anyway, going back to Elizabeth Olsen, um, a lot of people have been questioning what her future in the MCU is going to hold after the events of of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Sure, um, and especially being that the MCU is expanding with new characters, but it's not like she died in it, did right? I don't think she died. I think she kind of just became one with the multiverse kind of thing i'm not sure i don't I, you know i just watched it too but i didn't i, didn't I don't know maybe she it. just maybe she just vanished like she did in wandavision i'm not sure um but, anyway uh, what's the story say so about the story future? um it sounds like she is pretty much wanting to put that role behind her uh while speaking during the tonight show with jimmy fallon 
Olsen responded to a question when asked whether she has more MCU projects lined up. She says, I hope so. They don't tell me anything about my fate. The actor followed that up by adding emphatically, I should come back. So she wants to, um, you know, but I don't blame her for wanting to do something else. You know, Uh, again, you don't want to get typecast. And at the end of the day, these are not hardcore comic book fans these are people with jobs so and i feel like wandavision was a lot of sure effort i mean that had to be a lot yeah to do all those uh you know scenes of in different outfits and yeah all that shit but um i was a little surprised that we didn't see any kind of vision I, i was i was that surprised me a little bit um didn't see white vision and didn't see old vision uh not even flashbacks really <laughs> Uh, she mentions him, but calls him Biz, you know, Biz. which which was her nickname for him. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, moving on. Apparently, we now know what Ultron's next move would have been had he not been destroyed in Avengers: Age of Ultron, Christian. And we know that because of the cruise, because of the Disney cruise. Uh, the Disney Wish cruise has a new storyline, and it has the awesome Ultron who got screwed so bad. He was in the what ifs too. Yeah, I, I heard about this. I still that's something I still have not watched. <laughs> um, the voyage for Disney Wish Cruise is set for July fourteenth, and the MCU fans can experience an all new cinematic that is quite the team up. It says a cinematic dining experience. Uh, that is interesting. Cinematic di- is that like uh, it's what's like that? the movie plays on your food? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's it. Is no, that like that? I don't know. Uh, what's that? What's that? It's, medieval times? Is that what maybe, that shit is? Maybe. That'd be that cool. They fight in front of you? Sure. The footage apparently includes Anthony Mackie, who, of course, plays Sam Wilson, Captain America, and Brie Larson, who plays Carol Danvers, Anthony. Captain Marvel. Yeah, your acting buddy. That's right. Uh, also is uh, Kamala Khan, who you just call. Khan. <laughs> She's the Khan. Super Khan. <laughs> How about Supercon? That's a good one. I said, what show? He went con. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Marvel just doesn't sound off the top. Oh, my God. Apparently, Ultron is in search of the quantum power. Ooh, what is the quantum power? Uh, the quantum power is basically... The, like, Ant-Man the stuff? Ant-Man time gotcha. travel okay. you know, ability. The quantum to... realm. He wants exactly. access to the quantum realm. The exactly. power of the quantum realm. So uh, there is a video of this interaction on YouTube. Uh, I'm not going to watch it right now because we're recording, but we'll watch it afterwards. And there's some dialogue with it, too. I see. Uh, I don't know if that's Paul Rudd. It doesn't say it that he be. was included. But it is, an, it is an interaction between Ant-Man and Ultron. Have you ever been on a cruise? Never. Me neither. Never. I'm, I, I don't know. It's, I it's think kind of like. I think I was reading about a Star Wars cruise where there's they, all kinds of cruises now. There's a Star Trek uh, cruise, Star has a cruise. Wars cruise, yeah, Rock God cruise where you go out with like poison and shit. But I mean, the article I saw about the Star Wars cruise, I think it was talking about a drink at the bar costing like several thousand dollars, maybe maybe even multiples of ten thousand dollars. If it was a situation, and, and this is what everyone always tells me that would, in, in, in which it was all inclusive. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like nothing you had to pay for. Yeah. I think I'd have a blast. Yeah, well, my parents enjoy going on cruises because I would have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's one of the worst things about going on vacation is worrying about money. Yeah, because you don't want to run out of money on vacation, then you're fucked. Yeah, so it's like somebody saying going to Tennessee, it's all money. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> unless you're camping out or something. So 
again, the full video of this Ultron appearance is on, on and I'm going to watch it after we're done. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Wait till you see Captain. I didn't watch it. Wait till you see Falcon say, what up, Con? Oh. <laughs> I hope he says that. I don't think he will. But This is my girl, Con. I can pray. Uh, we dropped this. I think we were one of the first ones to drop it from the official account, but I can't. I think it sounds like good news to me. I love these things. Godzilla vs. Kong 2 has been announced. It has a, a release date of March of 2024. It's I love called it. Rematch. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, frankly. No. I don't even know if it's going to be a Godzilla Kong movie. Is it yeah. going to be a Godzilla Kong movie? Well, I mean, if it's Godzilla vs. Kong 2, it sounds like Is that what they announced it? the name as being? Because I, I just heard it was a continuation of the King of the Monsters franchise. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I saw. Which was what thing. Godzilla vs. Kong was. So that's, what, that's so my maybe question. Maybe that's what they just mean, a sequel to Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, I loved Godzilla vs. Kong. It was everything it should have been. Yeah. You know? and it, uh, Maybe it, a little it, too much human stuff, but yeah, wait, they always well, have that. that always happens. But because the, how, the, how the else, kaiju stuff was top notch. How else are you going to get actors to play in it? You know, they're not going to play in it. It's like... Well, they should have voices. What if Godzilla and King Kong could talk to each other, dude? <laughs> <laughs> get your lizard ass back in that ocean. <laughs> hey, monkey boy. <laughs> <laughs> we got to team up against this stupid robot. Get your lizard ass back <laughs> in Oh, God. Fans are excited to see what Sony has in store for Madam Web. Mademoiselle Web. Which you think is totally worthless. No well, reason to have the movie. It might be interesting. Then why can't Craven have his movie? Because I don't like his name. I don't I mind her name. Madam Webb for, uh, okay, so this comes from John Campia. He believes that Madam Webb is, quote, something else. Oh, Let's see what he says. Spider-Verse. <clears throat> I heard the Spider-Verse is ending. It is going to be ending in the comics, How yes. do you end the Spider-Verse? We're going to find out. For a few weeks, I've heard whispers that the upcoming Madam Webb project with Dakota Johnson isn't actually a Madam Webb project at all, but rather has, but rather something else under the guise of Madam Webb. But I haven't found proof of that anyone else. I thought I heard Dakota Johnson was uh, cast as Mrs. Fantastic. Well, they're saying that she may be Spider Woman, oh. which is another. Which is you know, if if you're not familiar with Spider Woman in the comic book, she's not really like Spider Man. Mm -hmm. In that she can fly, and that she's you know she doesn't web swing. My eyes went wide. <laughs> she's yeah, she flying fly. around. I yeah. didn't know that. Um, Should be called Flying Spider Woman. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that uh, Sony. See, this is the great thing about making uh, MCU stuff. No Way that? Home. Oh, Spider Man. No Way Home. Because now Sony has all this canon from fans that know that they now know what the fans want. For example, they oh. want Andrew Garfield to do a third Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody wanting, had the story that he'd signed up for one. But he might have. Knows? Why not? You know, if that's, if that's the role you're going to be remembered for and that's how you make your billions, then who gives a shit? Why not? Exactly. And if, and if you make people scream, which you will, they could even have a Disney plus series, dude. Why not? <laughs> so there, the rumor is, is that, Dakota Johnson is actually making a Spider-Woman movie with um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man as a mentor. Mm -hmm. A lot like Dumbass's Flash movie, where Michael Keaton is the mentor. Ezra's. Ezra Miller, excuse me. Easy, um, easy as, easy E. 
But again, the Spider-Man universe over at Sony, they just they've got to get back on track after Morbius, and I just hope they do. They I, need I to bring it back to the theaters again. Give it another shot. God, you think the pandemic is the reason? Is no, that what you're, you're going to blame it on the pandemic? Morbin time, dude. It's Morbin time. The memes will save it. You saw the 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 Obi Wan meme I sent you, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's Obin time. Obin time. <laughs> Jeff Hardy continues to mystify us, not in his wrestling skills, but in his courtroom skills. Apparently, the dumbass pleaded not guilty to maybe under the influence. Maybe he's got a case. He's a bird lawyer. Like, always oh, sunny, dude. He knows bird law, drunk law. Bird law. Oh, man. I mean, I don't get this. I, I don't know what I he's... like how it says the Charismatic Enigma in capital letters. Like, that's his, like, nickname. Well, it's because it's from Sports Kita, which is, you know... Well, it's just funny. Is that... Straight up marks. Do we ever refer to him as the Charismatic Enigma? That's how... That's That was his nickname. Really? Yeah. You never heard him call him I've never heard him called that. That's Are a, you serious? That sounds like a terrible phrase. That is what they called him in WWE. That's a terrible phrase. And and Impact, I think. No I think wonder. he took it over to Impact with him. No wonder. No wonder he quit. I don't, it's almost like he he refuses to admit that he has a problem. You know, that's what, that's what it is to me, right? I mean, that's what right. it seems like. He's like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't driving drunk. Is it? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I don't. That's all I can figure. I mean, and there's footage of him drunk off his ass in front of the cops, and he pleaded not guilty. There's dash cam footage. We saw it. It'd be like David Keckner or whatever saying, "No, that wasn't me. Yeah, that's not me on the video. <laughs> I'm not skank. That's skank down there. That's, uh, that's all I keep thinking about is Wes doing me. that crow ain't me. The quote from the crow. The crow. I know. The quote. The crow. I, I know. The crow. He says, uh, that ain't not skank. I'm not skank. I'm not skank. So anyway, we we don't know where this is going to go, but Jeff Hardy, my God, get some help, bro. You're, you're not doing yourself any justice. You're getting fired from your jobs and suspended without pay. And supposedly he's getting treatment though. So we'll see where this goes, but I don't know why you would plead not guilty at this point. If you're maybe that's what his lawyers advised him to do. Could be. We'll just have to wait and see, and we will follow that. I am not a lawyer. I don't know how the law works, but he's You're not a lawyer? enough to get away with it. <laughs> a new member has been added to the AEW roster in the guise of former WWE superstar Cesaro, now named Claudio Castag. That's his real name. That's his real name. Is that his real name, yeah. Claudio? Yeah. And uh, hopefully he gets to shine brighter in AEW than he did in WWE. I think. Well, this is a chance. I think he was often overlooked. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, his ability is amazing. Dude, did you see him doing the swing on top of that cage? Yeah, that was made me nervous. It always makes. I hadn't felt nervous like that. Always makes me nervous when he does that swing shit because that could go so wrong so quickly. Yeah, getting swung off a cage, you go about five feet off the cage. If I if I just get dizzy and. Fall over with you spinning you. You're, you're going. You're going flying. And they, they always. He's one of those wrestlers they always talk about. Like is you know pound for pound one of the strongest in the back. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, I I, I don't know. I mean, again, I I hope it was the booking that made him so terrible over in the WWE. It seemed like he got some steam, 
and then got hurt. And when he could have come back and done something and, and been a much bigger impact, and instead they brought him back and put him with, with fucking uh, Seamus again. Mm-hmm. Again. Yeah. And it's like, you just hope that that wasn't his idea. That was his booking. He was trying to be a good company man, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't watch um, Forbidden Door, so I don't know how he did there. I know he was like the big pop, though. But I think he was a, a good a good fit with their group they have. Yeah, they've got that Blackpool Combat Club, which uh, are William Regal-trained wrestlers. Um, and, I, again, I just think there's too many factions on <laughs> AEW at this point to keep up with it. Well, I, I mean, the there used to be a lot anymore. in WWE, too, sometimes. I mean, there was one time I can remember toward the end of the Attitude Era. Remember there was Nation of Domination? Remember that? But never at the same time. And these factions didn't really participate in the main event picture. They were always working on, like, the Intercontinental title yeah. or the tag titles or stuff like yeah, that. And well, they worked their way up. I know, but now there's just... These factions with the top guys, not really, they're and they're just in the fact. They're just in the click. It's a click. It's a fucking new age click. Okay, that's all it is. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being a new click. That's yeah. fine. Well, I mean, they they've had that. They've had the all elite. That was one of their factions, dude. Yes, that that's another thing. This is actually a real <laughs> thing, not just something they created in AEW. This is actually goes beyond the company. So that is one thing worth mentioning, Christian, for sure. Uh, Doctor Strange has a new villain. Doctor Strange. Doctor Who has a new villain. Uh, Again, me and Christian have told you before, I'm not really, I don't watch a lot of Doctor Who. I know a lot of people do. And several of our listeners do as well. So I always like to to mention. And Neil Patrick Harris is joining the cast. That's right. He's going to be the villain. Um, MPH MPH is coming aboard you're, gonna, you're getting a great American in export He can be devious dude He's a good villain <laughs> Except in that Matrix sequel He's in Harold and Kumar uh, e- Easily the role that, that turned his career around <laughs> Come on Either that or that How I Met Your Mother no, stuff no Everybody loves He didn't even that. have that before he did Harold oh, okay. and Kumar All right. I mean, that, 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 when, you, when you are a, are a child actor Okay. There's not a lot of options out there. Well, just make fun of yourself and see if that works for you. Because you could create a whole new career like he has. And I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that he had that ability to really poke fun at himself. I'll bet he didn't say no to anything the director had you know, in mind for him to do. You're saying he took the opportunity and ran with he, it. He just he said... You know what? It's been 20 fucking years. I don't want to be that doctor kid anymore, do ye? I want something new, so let's make fun of it. Yeah. Hence, the, I slept with every piece of ass on that show and all those quotable lines from Harold and Kumar. Yeah. So, I got to well, and, and keep talking. I got to read now, my now, uh, Nicolas Cage is doing the same thing. <laughs> in that, and, and look at his incredible success with it. In I that mean, talent stuff is what I'm saying. He's I'm just gr- saying there's groundbreaker. There, you don't have to be in a mega blockbuster to make an impact. Well, even that Jean-Claude Van Damme had some shows like sure. that. Sure. That JVCD yeah. or whatever I, where he poked fun at, at, at his I think there's one, too, where he had a van. Jean-Claude Van Damme has a van. <laughs> oh. God damn. I don't, that, that sounds like an Always Sunny clip, honestly. Maybe it's Adult Swim. <laughs> Could have been. Well, Marvel has plans to bring the Spider-Verse to an end in a new Spider-Man series coming in October from um, Dan Slott and Mark Bagley. 
It looks like uh, Spider-Man number one, a new series following the aftermath of the forthcoming Edge of Spider-Verse, will bring an end to the Spider-Verse. Um, these guys have been writing Spidey for a long time. I didn't know that. And I, I think this is a good idea. It, it's out of fucking control. Yeah. You know, it, 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 you know, it was an amazing It's beyond concept. my understanding. Exactly. <laughs> when, when that happens, it's time to, to take a step back. And I don't understand the rules. I don't understand the, 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 the players. I don't understand the villains. I don't understand the motivations. I don't understand. Miles Morales, I get that. Sure. I understand that one. Um, Into the Spider-Verse was cute. But yeah. my God, now it's just out of control. Mm-hmm. There's a thousand Spider-Men. There's Spider-Pigs. That's going to be an army of them, dude. Jesus. So anyway, I think this is a good idea. It comes out in October. I'm going to grab a copy of it and see what's going on. They're gonna this was the same uh, story where we saw Spider-Man get a glider from Norman Osborn. Remember us talking about that? Yeah. So we'll have to see what's going on and, and, and why Peter needs all these new weapons. And apparently it's going to be because the Spider-Verse is going to end. It's always crazy to end a verse. Did you see this story? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I yeah, I did. I did not read this story. I'll tell you, this is the first time I'm going to read through it. You probably don't even aren't familiar with that guy. Are I'm you? not really. No, uh, um, he's he's like uh, his his indie gimmick was penis magic. Penis magic. So he's never going to be able to, you know. Disneyland has cut ties with pro wrestler accused of sexual misconduct, wrestler Joey Ryan, who was playing the role of Dwayne Johnson in their Jungle Cruise show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And what was his gimmick? Read right there. It says. Ryan was supposedly to have some sort of magical power in his genitals. Seriously. I wasn't making that up. And his opponents would go along with it and act as if he was tossing them around the ring by his well balls. (laughs) So it's not his his dick magic. It's his balls. Uh, That says genitals. It doesn't say balls. You don't think it's balls? I'm just saying, dude. I thought he made it act like... Like, he, they were holding on to it, and it was slamming them or what, something. What, what do you think about that name of his move? You like that <laughs> You see that? Oh, you, you porn plex. <laughs> the you porn plex. Well, I mean, it's... Does Disney not vet these people before they bring not. them on? They're oh, my God. Anybody. Okay, let's see. And he's been accused of sexual misconduct by women. Several, Shocking. Several women. Shocking. Um... <laughs> I mean, even the even the the report makes fun of it. It's like you hire a guy whose gimmick is his genitals, and you're shocked when he offends the women. I'm I'm not I'm done with this. Disneyland, um, be better. Okay. Uh, yeah, vet your people for Christ's sake. Red Dead Red Dead Redemption. Okay, let's start about that one first. Did I you, never did played. Did you ever any play of any of those? Never. I played one briefly, and it was on the the was horrible, it the newest one. No. I don't know. I think it was three. I'm not sure. I don't know. The new one was supposed to be good. I mean, I guess they're all supposed to be pretty good. Well, when I played it, it was over the horrible first incarnation of the PlayStation Plus network, which just was frozen and and buffering and constantly fucked up all the time. But it was an interesting game. Now, I've seen... Apparently, it's a lot like Grand Theft Auto in that you can go do these crazy ass. There's these crazy, do whatever you want in the Wild West. These animals 
<laughs> that they hunt. Have you seen these videos on? on uh, no, not like really. But I mean, big ass white alligator that's like thirty feet long that they go hunt. And sure. There's you, like I think a bear that's you do like, that in World of Warcraft too. Uh, just, just crazy. Just it's scary. <laughs> I don't know if I want a big albino alligator coming after me. In World of Warcraft, you can make it your pet. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't do that in this game. You probably can. You can probably Red- tame it and ride it, dude, <laughs> instead of your horse. <laughs> If not, you can mod it. So Red Dead Revolver was uh, a game from the Red Dead games that came out in um, like 18 years ago, it says. So how long would that be? Would that be 2004? Yeah, I guess. Um, And now it's actually getting a sequel or they're going to remake it, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be new gen instead of uh, old gen. So that'll be interesting. And that Unreal Engine is fucking crazy with the way it does stuff anyway. You know, the way it alters and can make people look real. Uncanny Valley, it's too real. It's pretty real. Um, there is a short video, uh, kind of like a um, teaser teaser of it on our Facebook page. You can check out. But that uh, Red Dead Revolver looks remake. like Remake. R-R-R-R-R. Remake. Remix, dude. You're remaking. You don't do the DJ effects when you remake. You do the DJ effects when you remix. There you go. Remix, not remake. That's what she said. I'm sorry. I'm calling you out on your remake. Remake. All right, fine. Fine. I'll accept it. No, we're doing it. I know. We need to make it like a YouTube poop where it goes like. Well, it seems like every week we're talking about Millie Bobby Brown. She's big. She's back with another new story. She's joined the Russo Brothers' new film, The Electric State. Mm. So Millie is just kicking ass, dude. Yeah, well, I'm ready for the end game of Stranger Things. I've finished up this season. I, I, I am about an hour into episode eight, which is the second to last episode. So I'm... I'm I'm, I'm got, getting there. Got about three hours left. <laughs> I couldn't believe how long that shit was. That was crazy. Uh, that was that was quite a. Ugh. I was I'm saying it's kind of like Empire, dude. Really? You'll see. Mm. I kind of like I Empire. I am your father. So you're just you're you're spoiling shit again. I am. Like you always do. Her dad was. You mother! F- Shut up, motherfucker! Number one was her dad. Oh God! Are you lying? Please tell me you're lying. <laughs> Don't say that. Totally lying. Okay, man. good. All right. God. I don't know. He you impre- like to do he that. He impregnated her, and they wouldn't oh, let her get God. an abortion. Oh, God. Because it was illegal, and she had to go to Indiana. Christian. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. That's just the state of things now. It's <laughs> fundamentally transformed. I mean, I guess you're right. As hard as it is for us to sit, to keep our... Uh, oh, we got a Discord from my son. Here, I'll turn that's, it off. That's pleasant. It's really quite pleasant. Uh, there you go. Sorry about that. Um, my ring scares me. Really? When a Discord calls you? No, just like my phone ring. Oh, your phone ringing? Yeah. Scary? Or even when people call my name, it makes me jump. <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's, I don't know if I'm just nervous or what, but my maybe, mom. Maybe you need some medication. My mom will be like, Christian's like, whoa, what? <laughs> oh, God. The electric state is. Uh, a 2018 illustrated novel by Shimon Stalinhag. Oh, so it's not like MCU stuff. No. 
It just says event in-game director. The book follows the adventures of a teenage runaway who, alongside her robotic companion, sets out on a journey across a crumbling alternate version of the United States circa 1997. So that'll be interesting to see her do that. She's good at that stuff. The, yeah, wasn't the so whole bad when we were 14. Loner hero. Boy, it was a different place, wasn't it? Different world. We didn't have smartphones. We got a new animated film coming out from DC. I watched the preview for this Did one. you watch this? I watched the preview for it. Battle of the Super Sons is the name of it, and we have it's a got, clip. It's got the, the, uh, the thing from Suicide Squad. The thing from the Starfish. Suicide Squad. Oh, Sorrow. Sorrow, yeah. Okay. I, I was thinking I couldn't think of that in one. <laughs> the thing from Suicide Squad. I'm like, there's a lot of things in Suicide Squad. <laughs> I was thinking, um, of, I can't. I, was, I, was, I didn't think of starfish at first. I was thinking of something different, some kind of different fish. Apparently, this new uh, film uses CG. Yeah, animation. yeah, it looks a little more uh, high tech, like with right. the 3D effects and stuff. Have you seen the trailer yet? I have not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it as soon as we're done here. Yeah. Um, but it's Batman and Superman Battle of the Super Sun, something that was supposed to drop, I thought, earlier. Yeah, see? It was supposed to drop, like, October of last year. That was originally announced. Um, oh, it was announced then. Okay, my bad. Um, but anyway, that's going to drop, as well as that Green Lantern, Lantern Where My yeah. Power project. And um, when does this one come out, does it say? It looks like they have to fight everybody, dude. Everybody gets taken over by Batman Superman is then. a damn good book. I always enjoyed reading Batman Superman. They've been really good. You say Starro's involved? Yeah. Oh, it's weird too, dude. The thing like comes out of their mouth. It's on. You know how it's usually on their face. Yeah. But this one like comes out of their mouth and then gets on their face. Oh God! So yeah, they dude. Ingest it. I don't know somehow. It, but that is a horrible looking animation to see that starfish come out of people's mouths. All it says is that the Battle of the Super Sons is scheduled for this fall, so we'll have to uh, hold up on that one. Wanted to make sure I mentioned this. Our good buddy, who is going to be our season finale interview christian david weiner is in the news because he's got a new project he did the in search of documentaries he did the in search of documentaries very good and he's got a new documentary coming very soon called aliens expanded taking a look at the aliens film from james cameron Uh, didn't it say i think it's getting ready to be on uh, like kickstarter or something it's getting ready to be on kickstarter uh they're getting ready to start doing it there is a trailer there is information on our Facebook page, or you can go to aliens-expanded.com and learn more about the project. That's great. You know, I just watched that movies that made us aliens episode, and it was just so interesting. I tell you, the, and I feel like I, I wanted to watch more. <laughs> well, and and the great thing about David is that he put out. If you go to that website, there is um, an area where you can actually give feedback as to what you'd like to see Covered. from gotcha. from from the film behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Like any and questions that just, you might have yeah, or anything. It's just it's a great thing. Check it out, please. Our good buddy David Weiner. We're going to have him on our season finale show coming up at the end of the month. But check out aliens-expanded.com and uh, support if you can because Aliens was incredible. Look at that cover photo, man. Of them all standing there like badasses. Yeah, well, like you posted about Ripley being the baddest. She's the baddest woman in the own planet. <laughs> Before Ronda Rousey, there was Ripley. There was Rhea Ripley. Not Rhea Ripley. That's that chick from Cheers, right? Ridley. <laughs> Ridley Scott, no. Ripley Ridley. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, okay. Ellen Ripley, that's her name. Ellen Ripley. Ellen Ripley. Yeah, there you go. Ellen Ripley. Uh, John Cena had his little John Cena fucking celebration. John on Cena Fest. Raw. You know, we're uh, going to have him Jesus. break the record. What and record? it's going to make you so mad when he's the most 
champions. He better of all not time. break Ric Flair's record. Oh, no, I don't. Need, I don't think we that'll need to give happen. it to him. Nah, he's still like. Tw- I think Orton passed him, didn't he? We can still make it. You're such a dick. Um, Twenty years with the company, and he had a little fan fest on Raw where it was kinda, everybody broke kayfabe. And, yeah, and well, fucking, even the other promotions. Yeah, he, he had interviews from like I saw Big Show, Jericho, yeah. John Moxley. There was a lot of people. Big deal since WWE, that is a big deal. WWE usually doesn't even acknowledge the existence of their competitors. That's a great point. Uh, but anyway, there was a there was a new belt that they're going to be selling. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you can't oh, miss the opportunity oh to gosh. get something for WWE shop we with need this, to get this asshole. For Zip. Zip would love this I would take a shit belt. on this championship and and smear it all over it. I hate that shit. God, it's so ugly too. Look at how hideous it is. Oh, and it spins it make you like so the mad. other one. It spins. What you want to buy this thing for like $5,000? It needs to, as like if, if it played the entrance music as well. Oh. Maybe. I would I would not accept it. Dun, 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 even dun. even to take it and sell it and make money off of it, I would not accept it. You just have to, you just have to film your act of defecation on it. I would totally do that. Take a big old shit on it. Um, anyway, say, Cena, can you see this? Yeah, look at this, Cena. Don Cheadle's Disney Plus show is War Machine got an exciting update, and it's set to film soon. Oh, it's called Armor Wars? Armor Wars is the name of it, and it's set to film in Atlanta this fall. And you said he was a cripple now. I didn't <laughs> did not call him a cripple. <laughs> you said his legs. I think you're a, he didn't have a good leg. Not, well, he's got a device that enables him to walk because he's paralyzed. I did not call him a fucking cripple. Is that a bad word? Yes. Oh, that's, that's woke. <laughs> What about hobbled? Oh God! Now that now you're just out of touch. <laughs> now you're going back to like 1785. Oh, anyway, uh, we look forward to that from Don Cheadle. Uh, I loved what he did with War Machine. I can't wait to see job. the walking assistance device he uses. He's got it on his legs. I'm gonna wait and see. You can see it now. Go watch Avengers Endgame. He's got them on clearly. Uh, those are boots. Oh God, you're. Mm. So apparently Howard Stern is I did read about this one. enthralled in some kind of deal where he supposedly is in some kind of Dr. Str- Dr. Doom movie or could be Dr. Doom, which is utterly fucking ridiculous. He's going to play Dr. Doom. No. If that happens. No way. Can't be, right? No. Apparently he had a hot mic and they were discussing, he was discussing with his team upcoming guests for the fall, and then they, but but before they got to the fall, they were talking about the su- the summer. So uh, I, I'm not going to read this whole thing. Um, but, but he's mentioned about that he's got he's going to be busy doing a movie or something. Exactly. Since it's, it's it basically says that Howard would be super busy this summer, and then goes on to say uh, they're talking about Kevin Feige and. Um, Stern says straight up, well, I'm going to do Dr. Doom, but believe me, I'm fucking miserable about it oh. on a hot mic. I would be too. Dang it. No. What a- <laughs> He's apparently been talking to uh, Robert Downey Jr. about inter- acting. Uh, you know, acting in the in the MCU. Some people say this could be a situation that's like some kind of a prank, which is possible. It's Howard Stern. It could be, yeah, sure. Um, 
You know, he could play a radio person. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't put him past playing a talk radio guy. No, I wouldn't either. And there's a lot of Doctor Doom storylines that are very interesting uh, that don't involve Doctor Doom necessarily. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll keep you updated on this one. Finally, uh, Gotham Knights has a new trailer out that shows what Robin can do, and he can kick some ass. Um, I'm really excited for this game. I just I hate having to buy a new console. God. It's going to be so expensive, dude. I really don't look forward to doing it. Wait, 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 wait. Um, yeah. Hey, Sammy Z. Corbin is, he was telling me about, he, um, his dad's trying to sell his, uh, PlayStation 5. Well, we, we might talk about that later. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, new, new trailers out for Gotham Knights. You can check it out on our Facebook page with the official Robin character trailer. All right, that's all I got for the news. Christian, you got anything? Um, uh, what do you got? Nothing? I thought there was something, but I can't remember it now. H- Happy Independence Day to everybody. July 4th, you know, July freedom. 4th was, was, well, by the time this airs, it would have been yesterday. Um, all right, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Chris Mad Dog Russell. He is a writer. Wait, I'm going to do the speech from Independence Day. Oh, okay, hang on just we one second. We will not go quietly into the night... <laughs> No, that's that's all I know. That's all you know. <laughs> we celebrate our Independence Day. I don't know. You bring shame to Bill Pullman, sir. Uh, well, you bring shame to the character. He's not my president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, Chris Russell is a great dude. We can't wait to talk. Can't wait. Can't wait to talk to him about his podcast after the apocalypse. And we're going to ask him, what are our chances? Yeah, because it's a, it's a, it's a close. <laughs> it's, 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 it could be coming soon. Getting so close. Stick around. We're coming right back. Get ready for the Geek Zip Podcast Season 5 finale, July 26th. The Geek Zip Podcast welcomes documentary filmmaker David A. Weiner, director of the Kickstarter-funded documentary, In Search of Tomorrow, the definitive 80s sci-fi documentary. You won't want to miss this deep dive omnibus into the decade that redefined a genre. July 26, 2022, it's the Geek Zip Podcast season finale. Listen wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Search Geek Zip Podcast. Geek Zip Podcast back with you and joining us over the internet is Mr. Chris Mad Dog Russell. How you doing, Chris? I am fantastic, Ryan. How are you doing? I, I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for coming on board with us. I know it was kind of a last-minute thing. We were trying to scramble and get you in, and I'm so glad that we did because um, I, you know, as as bleak and dark as it sounds, I'm lo- I've been looking forward to this conversation. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. So we're, we're um, excited I, to I, have you. Excited to talk about the post-apocalypse <laughs> the yes, apocalypse huh i didn't sure. know don't, my my border collie is having his way with the tennis ball over here i don't know if you can hear that in the background i, I don't yeah, hear I, anything I, but you're i know you guys voice, have dogs dog. that go off every once in we a while. do yeah they, well they, they come in the room and it's hardwood floor so you get the the click click you know coming yeah, on the yeah, on the floor and yeah. i'm just i tried to fight it chris and then i was just like you know what fuck it i i, I just don't even care yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, Chris, so you, I, I didn't know it was going to yes. be two of you guys. Your tag team knew me tonight. The well, two yeah, on one. we, we so, like to put as much pressure on our guests as possible. So I, like I always a, like, it's to like have... a Rob Lowe home video. <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually just sit back and listen. Yeah, Christian sure didn't talk much. Yeah. How involved they are in the video. <laughs> not much, not much. Um, 
course, uh, you could check out Chris and his uh, podcast after the apocalypse at uh, shows.acast.com forward slash after hyphen the hyphen apocalypse. And uh, Chris, how did you get into that? I mean, what what drew you to the the fine art of the of the dystopian future slash apocalyptic outlook? What 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 brought that on? Yeah, so I've always I've always loved this, I guess, genre you would call it, right? This this apocalypse. I'd call it I love that. the yeah, I love the you know, the old movies, you know, all the old movies about it, all the old science fiction books. It's been around for a while. You know, it it and it goes in its it goes through cycles, right? For a while in like the fifties and the sixties, it was all nuclear apocalypse, right? Because right, right. Kind of afraid of that. Sure. And uh it is came into a new sort of popularity in the 2000s and i think that's just because the world the world seems more apocalyptic to us everybody now right now why is that why i mean is is it it because just everybody hates each other is that what it is yeah exactly i think we just have access to it all now whereas before Mm -hmm. we could just go about our days you know till our gardens and be be happy now we got stuff in our face all the time that's true it feels i'm I'm so tired of of uh once in a lifetime events happening during my lifetime um, yeah. yeah, I'm so tired of it. I really could go a couple years without any kind of fucking virus or uh, tsunami or earthquake or any of that shit. Um, so yeah, so so you just kind of always been into it, like from the films, from the from the stuff yeah. like that. Okay, yeah. I got you, I yeah. got you. Um, and, I, and I've always had a sort of a zombie apocalypse novel in my basement, and I really loved it when the uh, when The Walking Dead came out. Oh yeah, you know, I missed it when it first came out. It was like a season in before I got started watching it. And sure, I had well, to, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was I had to train for a a, a triathlon. So I was spending a lot of time on the trainer in my house. And so I had to watch something. So I downloaded The Walking Dead. And it was awesome because every time the zombies came out, I'd, I'd pedal faster. You'd run your ass yeah, off, actually, right? Yeah, yeah pe- pedal yeah. your ass off, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy, that show. You, you know, and, and I think a lot of people had that. They, they kind of had to. Because, I mean, let, let's face it, uh, with, with, with a few exceptions, and I mean like Romero and 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 a couple others uh uh Boyle and stuff like that. I mean nobody had was really doing zombies justice at that time. They were really becoming camp. I started seeing crazy shit like zombie monkeys and uh fucking you know I mean just it, it was just it was bad it was a bad it was a dry time and, and that show just came along at the perfect time. Um yeah. you know to yeah. reinvigorate I, the I- genre. But those early Romero movies, I love those early Romero movies. Oh, those movies, are the best. Right? Oh, like, I, love. Uh, I think my entry point was the second one, the one in the shopping mall. Uh, which, the, the, that's know, Dawn of the they Dead. They were just yeah. funny, right? They were campy as hell w- without trying to be campy. And, and I mean, I, yeah. I, I think that's where uh, Sam Raimi got a lot of his success from, is yeah. you know, uh, not necessarily trying to be campy, but doing it in a way where it's okay to be campy. Um Rob Zombie does that with his movies a lot. Yeah, um, yeah but you, he's, know, you can tell he's trying to do it, right? That's his Right, exactly. Campaign. He's like, That's you know, this is how they would talk. This is how they would act. This is how they would dress. And you're like, how do you know? <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, he's a very man. confident guy. But, you know, back to your question, yes. right? So I had all this bubbling around, and I've always been the guy with his head in a book. So I've read through all the classes, science fiction, and all kinds of stuff. And uh, so I was like, you know, I was thinking about it today. It's like, 
you know when Cyclops from the X-Men takes his visor off? Yes. Mm-hmm. And all that crap shoots out of his eyes. The energy blast, that was, yes. That was me starting writing when I started <laughs> writing this series because I had so much stuff in my in my you, brain. You've been, you've been thinking just, about it for so long. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So when the when the apocalypse, our own apocalypse, and I started calling it the, the pandemic, I started calling it the apocalypse. I mean, it might as well that, be, Jesus Christ. Especially, yeah, what, uh, you know, with the aftermath that we're seeing now, for Christ's sake, is that yeah. is that why you chose to to ch- a pandemic as your apocalypse? Yeah, it was. It was. Um, I had another series. I always had three or four of these things in my brain, but I had another one that was sort of zombie. Um, but this one uh, was definitely about the pandemic, right? And because I was, I was in Atlanta at a mm-hmm. at a trade show. Eesh. just that second week of March or third week of March when it, the shit just hit the fan. I don't know if you guys remember this. Oh, the yeah. world just sort of came to I got end. laid off. And I remember well. Yeah. yeah, it felt like the end of the world. I it mean, I came home like and I sat movies, down and I went, right? this might be it. You know, I was like, this Yeah. This might be it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it felt like you were going to be that guy, you know, pushing the shopping cart down the empty streets. Right. So. Exactly. So yeah, I started, I, I put a story together then, and then I, I strung together a few of those and said, you know what, I need to get this out there, but I don't have the energy or the time to write a book, so I'm going to do what I know, I'm going to do a podcast. Nice. And I and I hired a guy to uh, to do the voice for me, which worked out really well, and uh, and here we are, two seasons later. Well, and also you're, you know, you become kind of a uh, podcast uh, guest expert on the apocalypse and, and the, um, you know, the dystopian future kind of, uh, kind of, you think that's how it's going to happen, Chris? It's going to be some kind of virus. You think that's what's going to do it? Um, you know, if you look, so here, I, I read this, I read this other book one time by this guy. Yeah. If you look at the macro patterns. There's a 10% population loss about every 100 years. And that's either a world war or a, a disease of some I sort. I can see that. Right? I can see, like, through history, you know, so you, you can due. definitely connect your dots. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely due. Um, we're due. But, I mean, we've lost a lot from COVID, you know? I mean, yeah. if you think of worldwide numbers... Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I, I, I mean, does anybody know anybody that hasn't had it or had it themselves at this point? Um, so, you know, I don't know. Right. I mean, again, the, the, this topic changes daily depending well, on, it's like, you know, like the virus itself, it, it evolves like, <laughs> like Chris knows. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And that's cause it's going through billions of generations, right? right. So it's a genetic right. algorithm. It's going to mutate. But what I'm saying is we'll get up tomorrow and North Korea has started their nuclear training, their nuclear missile testing again. And then we'll go to right. bed it- and then we'll get up and then the monkey pox is here. You know, it's, it's just like every day it changes what it's going to be, you know. Right. You see, this is what I was talking about. It just feels like the apocalypse, doesn't right. it? Right. It, I mean, there's yeah. so much stuff that's happening. And, um, you know. Yeah, you could trace a line through it, but it, it, you've never been able to trace it so clearly before, I think. I, I think that's so, what's freaking people out. Right. So the question then becomes, why does something like my show, right, why does that story, that narrative resonate with so many people? Why do they love it so much? Why is The Walking Dead? Why do people love that so much? And I think it's it's two things, right? It gets to the, it, it lets them play with the being in the apocalypse in a safe space, right? It's like going to a a horror movie 
you know you're not actually going to get your head taken off by Jason. Sure. Right? Sure. There's that safety well, you there. Hope not. It's it also, depends on what part of yeah, town you're in, you know. I mean, it, it depends. <laughs> but I think there's, 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 yeah, there's some release there, though, right? Being sure, absolutely. Be in the apocalypse without actually being in the apocalypse. And, and I think that's so why, I, like, those, those, those lost rooms are becoming so popular now. Because it's kind of like people want to be in this peril, but they still want to go home at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> charge their phone. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think you're right. I think, uh, you know, it, the, it, it's a bleak outlook. I don't see zombies quite on the horizon just yet. Um, but you know, we never say never. Um, you know, what, what, uh, is, is there anything out there? Uh, you know, we mentioned the Romero films, um, mentioned walking dead. Is there anything that gets it right in your opinion? Like, like, like the way, that, that people would react or the way that people would, um, you know, deal with the apocalypse in whatever way they would. Do you think it'd be like a Dawn of the Dead situation? Do you think it'd be like a Day of the Dead situation where it's like just the military people still around? I mean, what, what do you think about that? So I, I think that's the beauty of this genre is you can play those what-if games, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a great, great game to play. What is going to happen? And I right. think all those answers are right in in the right universe right right so here we are we're back talking about the multiverse again as if you <laughs> haven't heard enough of that in the last month well, we haven't uh, talked about that at all yeah <laughs> your podcast uh, no. takes place a couple weeks after the apocalypse right it's not like years yeah. into it yeah so i'm you know it, it never discreetly says when but it's like you know three four weeks after okay right? all right so and and a lot of I, I'm a, I'm a student of history as well, so I, I stu- not study, but I read a lot of history. And yeah. there's a lot of examples of civilizations that were, you know were not dissimilar from ours, right? The Romans, uh, you know, in in, in England, right? Yeah. Or the the um, you know even the Anglo Saxons when the, the Vikings came across. There's all these examples of you know societies humming along, and then all of a sudden. Guess what? It's over, right? Right, right. And so I can pull from that and see what people do, right? And right. and and there's 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 patterns, right? They tend to, you know, they'll, they'll tend to castellate or you know get together in, in groups in fortified cities and that sort of thing, right? But there's also it also destroys civilization. They all start fighting each other. It's every man for himself, right? So this, this is the beauty of the apocalypse is you get to. On a macro level, you get to play with these different visions of the future and what people would do. How it all resets and how it rebuilds. Yeah. What do you think, Christian? I think another appealing part of it is the survival aspect. I think a lot of, like, you see the survival shows on TV and stuff. Naked and afraid. Yeah, with just nothing out there. And uh, Yeah, I I, I could make that. I could, you know, rebuild a windmill and grind my own flour. You want to? Are you going? So, are you going to? Are you going to audition for Naked and Afraid, Christian? I, I've been no, telling no, you, you I'm should. I'm just saying. I like. You know, there's a lot of preppers and stuff out there. Th- there are a lot of preppers. Like... I saw. You know, they're selling on Amazon now. Like, like apocalyptic fallout shelters that you actually put in your fucking yard. Like you dig it up. Sure. <laughs> and you put it's like an entire room. I mean, they're selling it on Amazon. I wonder if it'll be on sale for Prime Day. Well, like you said, North Korea, you never know. Oh man. God, crazy bastards! And then you got then you got Putin and all his bullshit. Um, you know. Anyway, yeah, we're not going to get into that. Um, 
You tell me not to get political. I I know I do. I have to tell Christian all the time. Don't don't do that. We can't do that because then we'll (laughs) we'll open up the real freak show. Um, all right, that's cool. That's that's a good answer. Um, so let's say like, you know, the world has you know this catastrophic event happen tomorrow. What? What are humanity's chances? Do you think, Chris? I mean, are are we are we totally fucked, or, or I mean, do you think there'll be small group, or it'll it'll decrease over time? I mean, if you had to guess, of course, hopefully you're guessing. Um, you know, how do you see that kind of evolving from the start of it to where you're at now, a couple weeks, three, four weeks in? Yeah. So in this apocalypse that we we made up, this universe, we lost like 90 to 95% of the population, um, which is, you say, wow, right? Yeah. But if you look at the population of the United States, 300 million, you know, you yeah. take out 90%, you still get 30 million people wandering around, right? Right. That's nowhere, that's nowhere near an extinction, extinction event. Do you see them clustering into groups like yeah. that? Or do you yeah. see them yeah. like, you know, of course you're going to have the, the, the crazy fucks that, you know, go out in the woods and just sit with the, all their guns, which is fine. Um, right. Luckily, we're in West Virginia, so we know a few of those people. Um, yeah. So, uh, the, you know, that the, I guess, you know, I always thought, honestly, I thought 28 days later. I really thought that, uh, and, and maybe it was the time that it came out and, and the, the idea of, of viral hadn't really been explored yeah, that, that much. That's one where there's very few people left. Right. Yeah. right exactly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you know, you in, instead of dealing with the constant conflict that you have Romero movies, great example, which, which it makes them appealing and, and makes everyone love them is the conflict in those movies. But then you have this opposite side of it where you're like, you wake up after a month and no one is there. Right. And you have yeah. no explanation, no clue, uh, you know, and you, you, of course you find out quickly. Um, but, you know, I, I guess that's kind of the, the question I, I'm asking is, is you know, th- that initial shock uh, of, of it happening, uh, whatever that may be, um, you know, I guess people would be inclined to group together um, to try to, you know, survive, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, we're communal beings at the end yeah. of the day, right? So right. they will survivors will group together, and then the question is, do you, so with like I said, with that, I mean, there's still a lot of people left. Sure, you lost a lot of people. There's still a lot of people. It, the question is, is that enough people left to continue any sort of government or civilization or whatever you want to call it, right? Right. Or does it just become are we hunter gatherers now? Right? right. Right. And that's right. that's what you want to. That's like, like that's, you were saying, uh, strength in numbers, and only the strong survive. And, then and if the you strong, make the rule. <laughs> yeah, if you look at these sort of um, events in history, what ends up happening is it 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 devolves into just tribes, right? Yeah. But then those yeah. tribes start to consolidate into bigger tribes, and then sort of city states, and then countries. Right? It takes couple hundred years but that's about how long it takes for a, a new nation if you want to say sure to form sure yeah and so the question is you know can you shortcut that you know, now with uh, our big brains what kind of skills do you think are going to be the most vital um when 
you know, it goes down. Obviously, you know, knowing how to shoot, that will be uh, very um, good knowledge. But, but like, you know, um, I'm just trying to figure out what I should get into and know for the apocalypse so I have some kind of value in the group rather than just, being the, the fat, <laughs> yeah. rather than just yeah. being the fat guy that eats all the food and bitches yeah. about Cardio. how shitty <laughs> things are. Yeah, Cardio. Car- yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, gotta, one of the we gotta rules. We got to work on that one. We both do, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, you're screwed, right? I'm fucked. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I tell you, the apocalypse goes down tomorrow. Don't don't be anywhere near me because I'm telling well, you. You got to make sure you buy the cigarettes too. You're gonna run out of cigarettes real quick <laughs> in the apocalypse. It's the first thing. Probably I'm not. I'm the guy like the uh, you know in the '80s apocalypse movies that's kicking the cigarette machine glass and looting the cigarette machine <laughs> in the bar. Putting all, the, putting all the liquor but... in my sack, you know? I mean, yeah, that, that's yeah. me. Essentials. Um, uh, man. I had Twinkies. Yeah, Twinkies are good. I, I was wondering yeah. uh, if uh, corpses were a, an issue in your uh, podcast. Yeah, good question. It, good question. It, 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 it really is, right? Because you got to think about that. If you've got all these corpses laying around, you know, well, how long does it really take a body to sort of disappear, right? If you're, you know, if it's springtime, if it's summertime, if it's wintertime and we're in Tennessee, how long is that body going to hang around? Right. Right. right, So in season one, we were um, like, like you guys said, just after the apocalypse happened. And so those bodies were fresh. Right. So you can do have a lot of fun with the with the smells and the and the fluids and all that stuff. Right. And and get very descriptive with that stuff. Like, for example, in a sealed house. You walk into a sealed house that has a couple oh. of corpses in it, you know, that's going to be awful, right? Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, but then six months down the road, which is where season two was, most of those are going to be gone at this point, mm. right? They're going to be just bags of bones. Pretty much, yeah. Right? Stains on the pavement. Any, any so kind have, of DNA or any kind of, you know, uh, uh, spreadable material will be gone, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you can have fun with that, too, right? You can say, hey, you know, this guy went out to mow his lawn. Now he's, a, you know, a stain on the sidewalk, right? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so um, let's, let's, flip, let's flip the script now and talk, you know, maybe we don't all die. Maybe it's a dystopian type of future. Um, you know, with the way things are now, um, the divisions that we have now, this is becoming a lot more, uh, you know, foreseeable uh, as a possibility. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this sort of like reminds me of some of those early cyberpunk novels, you know, oh. like Snow, Snow Crash, and yeah. where like the corporations own everything and there's virtual countries. Like, uh, children of Men with the militar militarized groups and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, absolutely. I'm, well, you I'm know, with you. Uh, <laughs> And then we thought about Waterworld being a kind of post-apocalypse. On See, the I think I think end. that that's that might be one I might make it be, because I think as long as you don't have a problem with the water, now you'd have to get stay away from the smokers. But you know, I, I think I might make it in that one, Christian, because you could, of the you water. Could to, you could adjust to life on the sea. I think so. I mean, hopefully, I was a mutant with gills in my ears and web feet. But I, I, oh you yeah, know, that would help. I mean, beggars can't be choosers. So uh, maybe I could be like the sheriff, that sheriff guy in it. 
Um, so Costner yeah. must know something because he survived two of these, right? He survived oh, yeah. the postman. Yes, and the, the postman. World. You, you know, you know the 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 sad, sad. The postman novel is incredible. It's a great book. Um, if you love dystopian and you love kind of that um, Western feel to them, I, I think about like uh, uh, Watchtower or, or uh, stuff like that. Of, Go ahead, Christian. What? Eli. Yeah, Book, of, book Eli. of Eli. Exactly. If you like that stuff, the Postman novel is incredible. The movie fucked it all up. Um, yeah. And it, it's such a shame because, and I don't, I don't blame Costner. You know, I, I don't blame him. Um, you know, because it, it was eventually going to get made into a story. I mean, it was going to happen. Um, you know, but that is such a hard sell on the general public. I think, you, you know, it, it, God, it is hard to sell them on dystopian stuff. Ask, ask Ridley Scott. <laughs> okay. I mean, that man's still yeah. trying to do it these many years later and still barely getting it through. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you. And that's why most of them just turn into action movies. Exactly. Right. Which, which is, and which is unfortunate, you know, and, and that's why I loved Ridley's stuff. That's why I think Blade Runner was so good. Because, yes, it had action, but it also had a, a really rich story. There you go. Yeah, pointing at your head. Exactly. Had the smarts to it go with it. The, it assumed the people watching the movie had a brain. I mean, what what is wrong with that nowadays, Chris? I don't understand it, like why and, we're so stupid to these directors now that they have to right. spell it out for us. Have you played a video game lately? It's like a baby's uh. toy. I mean, it's like it, it will literally point you in the right direction of where you're supposed to go and who you're supposed to kill. And it's just like I was so dead when I was playing these games as a kid. And Christian can, you know, go along with that. That's that mass market appeal. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. Um, so, yeah, dystopian futures, I I think, is, is definitely something that, uh, you know, we're probably going to start seeing a lot more of in terms of film, yeah. television, yeah. stuff like that, because of the just, I mean, I've never seen, not just the United States, the world as divided as it is right now. And, yeah. um the last time this happened, here comes Hunger Games, remember? I mean, when Bush was coming out of office and we thought that was as bad as it could get. Um, here comes all these dystopian movies, uh, that came out that were popular for based off these books. Um, you know, the, what was that one Christian divergent or something like yeah, that? Something like, yeah. something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely see that happening more and, um, yeah, go ahead, Chris. No, it's just yelling at my dog. Oh, the dogs, dogs fucking around. All right. Um, the border collie with a ball. Border collie with a ball. That's all I need to say. Does it play with a ball on its own? No. Okay, you you got to throw it right. Right, but it's yeah. it's when it's on the ball, it's on the ball. Now, um, no getting away from it. Did, did you see the movie I Am Legend, Chris? Did you see? That? I did. I did. Uh, we have a friend who has boycotted that movie um, because they kill the dog. Um, yep. Chris's podcast has a dog in it. I was going to yes, say it does. that it, now, now how important is that in your story? Because that seems <laughs> so, to be always so important in these dystopian stories. It's so, you know, I think we could, we could hire a team of psychiatrists to figure this out, <laughs> but people love the dog. 
It's right. just like whatever you do, don't kill the dog. It's funny the cats and, don't make it. It's it's always funny. You never see a cat in <laughs> anything because they're like, I don't give a shit. Whatever. They just we don't care about the cats, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, we have this dog, and he's a uh, he's a military trained dog, right? So I I got to play around with the German commands, you know, like the German commands oh, yeah. for attack and yeah, stay, yeah. And all that stuff. Um, oh, and yeah, that, that's good. I, I, I mean, I'm not always worried about my dogs and a zombie. I figured they just get run your right dogs the are dog screwed. Get... Yeah, because yeah. your dogs are old. <laughs> they want to listen. <laughs> I mean, uh, your your dogs are like on their uh, old and crippled, except for that puppy that just barks. I mean, that's that's one well, thing. I mean, yeah, might... they they just get ate right up, dude. They... Yeah, they would. They wouldn't. Tr- Trigger's fat ass wouldn't even make it out the door. Probably I mean, you, these dogs that Christian has, Chris. <laughs> um, How many dogs do you have, Christian? I've got three right now. Wow, and one of them okay. on his last legs, literally. Wow. It's, it's funny. I was making fun of my dad. Though. I said, "You got old dog legs for arms." Old <laughs> dog like, don't, make, don't make fun of my that's arms. A, that's a good visual. I'll have to use that. Christian's the best with that, Chris. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, all right, we are uh, almost at the mark here, Chris. I uh, want to mention uh, your amazing podcast and your page before we go. Um, uh, now, uh, yeah, uh, you're on. You're on. Are you on social media? Is the show on social media? I wasn't able to really yeah, track any of it. Sorta, yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, go ahead. You can only do so much, right? Right. So I, I have a Facebook group, which, okay. um, if you just search for "After the Apocalypse," you'll see the the logo. Okay. Same with all the podcasts, podcatchers, right? Just search for "After the Apocalypse." Gotcha, and gotcha. You'll see it. We we know. The getting, go ahead. No, we're getting great draw you know season two i think i i came well, i was coming in at like seventeen thousand downloads a month so Damn. it's getting wow. and it's all congratulations organic, so. that's great yeah and it seems like a lot of numbers. you're getting stellar reviews too it looks like yeah it's funny i, I was just looking at that today it cracks me up right so it's a 4.9 stars right and you know why because there's that one there's guy. that one fucking guy yeah <laughs> oh i know i know guy. God, I just wish, you know, I just wish they put the address <laughs> under the name just so I can, no, not, not no, even the address, laugh, not man. even the address, just the number. So I can call and be like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, it's like the teacher that won't give you the A when you're that right next to it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that, I think that uh, right there summarizes social media. Uh, you just about nailed it, brother. Now, you do have the Patreon account. We uh, always tell you to, if you listen to a podcast, understand that these aren't guys with just phones, okay? This, this stuff costs money. It costs production value like anything else in entertainment. Um, that's why I have time. one. It takes time. It takes time. time. Is money. Yes, time is money. Time. Um, but Chris it's has love. a uh, Patreon set up for his podcast, which can be found at patreon.com forward slash after the apocalypse. Um, and you've got merch, dude. You've got merch. You've I got do. some and merch. I was, I was super surprised to see people actually buying this stuff and putting it on and taking pictures. I, t- I, so, I, I might. Yeah. I'm, I was looking around at the shop before we got on. I think I yeah. might go back and, and get me something. Yeah. Um, Chris, you've been so great. What a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. My pleasure. My pleasure. You guys ever need anything, let me know. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. All right. Hey, you guys got a promo? You could you guys should record a promo and I'll put it in for you. Um <laughs> sorry. Proceed uh, with your outro. Sorry. <laughs> I've never been asked to do a promo. Either. Well, I mean <laughs> he, he 
he looks at me like say I have promo to a and job. like fifty things go through my head. So that means something different. Uh, well, okay, so okay, uh, there's <laughs> there's the opening, there's the closing, there's that's, sweepers that's, that's in the like middle. Uh, so yeah, there's... remember remember when somebody asked Aaron about where he could find some blow, and Aaron thought he was talking about getting his dick sucked, but he was talking about cocaine. Yes, yes, I do. Uh, shit. Um, I will just cut a promo probably from what we recorded here, Chris. Don't worry about it, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, All right. But yeah, that was great, excellent. Um, if you ever need us to return the favor or anything, or Looking for voice for for something like that? Uh, feel free to reach out. Um, our next season is going to kick off probably in September or late August, so I may uh, come back around and have you on again if that's cool. Yeah, no worries. Um, when is this going to drop? You filling the void this week or? Yeah, well this this is going to drop um, next Tuesday. This coming Tuesday okay. it'll drop. Um, we'll yeah. we'll cut the rest of the show Saturday and then uh, I'll edit it over the weekend and then it will drop um, Tuesday morning. And of course we'll link to all your stuff in our uh, descriptions and posts and stuff like that. Yeah, if you want, you can send me the uh, send me the MP3 and I'll drop it on my feed. Great. So. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We'll do. We'll do. Thank you so much, Chris. We appreciate I'm between, you Because I'm between seasons, so I get the free wheel. Oh, there you go. Hey, every, everything is a promotion, brother. That's the one thing I can tell you. Yeah. Everything is a promotion. Thank you, buddy. Have a good night. All right. Cheers. Take care. We don't write the headlines. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. We just make fun of them. The Geek Zip Podcast. All right, I want to thank Chris Mad Dog Russell for coming on the show and discussing all that amazing information about the apocalypse, Christian. You think we'll make it? I'm coming out to your house. Oh, uh, we got to you've got that kind of compoundy house. Well, can... as long as you bring the firearms. <laughs> well, yeah, we've got to find some guns first. But I want to thank Chris for coming on. Thank you so much. Coming up soon, we're going to have author S.G. Redling. She is the author of Flower Town and Ourselves going to have a conversation about sci-fi writing didn't she used to be on the morning station around she is here? a good friend of mine her name uh well we'll talk about it Wasn't but anyway she, yeah she was she yeah. was a radio host around here for years did and like the battle of the sexes did, did all that stuff so we're going to talk to her and have a great time doing it uh also was we've got on, our, was she on with jb miller yes jb and sheila christian oh, okay yeah good job yeah <laughs> i remember this I, we listened to it on the way to school Anyway, that's coming up soon. Also, don't forget, we've got our season finale coming up at the end of July. July. Going to drop it on July 25th, our interview with documentary filmmaker David A. Weiner about his latest documentary, In Search of Tomorrow, the definitive sci-fi like 80s sci-fi documentary. to play after that, dude. In Search of Tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll get to work Ooh. on that. <laughs> For Christian, for Sammy Z, this is Ryan Zip. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Geek Zip podcast. Listen on iTunes, Spotify, Podomatic, Facebook, Amazon Prime. Follow the Geek Zip podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Geek Zip Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.